We've been dancing in the desert, and we invite you to join us. This is the Polymuse Podcast. I am Michael. Guys, what up? I'm the other cousin on the experience of the Polymuse. My name's Ben. How is it going? Welcome to a very special episode of Polymuse. Today, we are continuing to mesmerize, to hypnotize, and mesmerize. They could have done, (laughs) they're cool titles while we're on the topic. They are cool titles. They could have done any eyes. It could have been like theorize, philosophize. You know, it's not as clever as it seems at first glance, but it's cool. It, it is, is cool, cool, but it's not perfect. Mm. Could be mesmer. I don't know. We'll think. We'll think. A l- the album art is very cool. I like the two. Explain them for us. Are they like deities? Are they like. So they were. Well, both covers were drawn by. Uh, Theron's father, and it is the Hindu goddess Kali. She is the goddess of time, creation, destruction, and power, apparently. So it's kind of a reflection and distortion of time and creation. So kind of a much like System of a Down is going to be talking about and discussing in this album and in albums past. Just a very distorted view of reality, something we're very familiar with. And we'll get the same in the hypnotized cover that we'll hit on as well. But A black background with just a very monotone looking face, but with red eyes and the clock on top of the head and the, what are the bouncing balls called? Well, they both have like a coin going back and forth. The coin, yes. And they both, they both have a face. They both have a clock. (laughs) They do. They both both have have a a coin. (laughs) They both have System of a Down written in the same font. Mm Mm-hmm. They're two different faces. One is a blue face, one's a red face. There is an image where it's the two faces smashed together and the two clocks smashed together and the two coins smashed together. Yeah, it just makes me think of the the balls that bounce off each other. The follow the bouncing balls? Yeah. So that's the the mesmerize one specifically uh, with the reflections makes me think of that. And I guess the actual packaging like connected together in some way too because they were like cardboard. We didn't actually own them, but I've always heard that if you bought the physical copies of these that I guess the cardboard sleeves like fit into each other. There's like a flap. Yeah. I rented them from the library when they first came out. I do remember they had those soft sleeves. You didn't bust the damn case when you owned it. I got them from the library when they first came out, so I didn't go and purchase the actual album. I do remember it was cool and it was that the covers kind of popped out a little bit so mm-hmm. you could they're perforated you could feel them popping out a little right. bit it was a cool feature and they did kind of flip open a little bit much like lincoln park's reanimation case yeah yeah it's so when they really started cool. doing it not in the standard jewel case where right. they would construct some kind of usually cardboard packaging where it opens up in some not unique way but you know it's it's a constructed package that's not just the hinged jewel case that opens and closes yeah coming unhinged but those ones you got from the library all had to be in those standard library cases so they threw the jewel cases away anyway they probably threw those cardboard cases away and they probably scanned it printed it put it in the front of their fake jewel case and threw the cardboard away. I, if I remember correctly, I think they kept the soft cases for at least one in of there. Yeah, I maybe. think so. Or maybe, yeah, put the barcode on there. I and just slapped the barcode on the back, yeah. Coming in like the library approved jewel case mm. where they had like thrown away the other jewel case. I had a exceptional library experience. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were in the soft cases still. That's what I recall. 
cool. Good. So you didn't get robbed. You just didn't connect them (laughs) together. You just didn't rent them at the same time. Exactly. The hypnosis. Exactly. And the mesmerosis. I was so mesmerized, hypnotized. I I don't. Maybe my experience is a little blurry. (laughs) The scoliosis. Mm -hmm. The rhimbosis. Mm -hmm. So it's ferocious. But what do we think about the. Bring your own bananas. Yeah, bring your own bananas. B-Y-O-B. Bring your own bombs. <laughs> as in, don't send other people to war. Like, do your war as if the president's really going to go to war. But it's it's a protest song. It's yep. a, This song, this is a great, great, great song. This is a terrifically produced, perfect pop metal song. Let's start there before we dive into the whole message of it terrific pop song terrific rock song you generally don't like pop metal i like this it's when it's done very well i do when it's uh equal parts pop metal <laughs> i don't like emo anything i don't like it if it's like <laughs> sappy but if it's like catchy and to the point the single part of this the chorus is awesome yes. i remember it being compared this was still, like Britney Spears and all that stuff was still very relevant, I feel like, at this time. Oh, it was. Like yeah. Justin Timberlake. And not that they're not relevant now, but they were like contemporary. And I remember them comparing, like them being the critics or whoever. I remember the chorus of BYOB being compared to like a Justin Timberlake song or something. And yeah. I never really noticed it at the time, but the everybody's going to the party. Like it could be. That was huge. It could be like, a, you know, a Justin Timberlake song or a Justin Bieber song, but I never interpreted it that way. I never right. took it as like, oh, we're going to the club. We're going. I always knew they were talking about something on a serious note deeper. Mm-hmm. Well, it's what it is, but it's a deeper point to it. It's not just about the party. Yeah. So I never interpreted it as it didn't sound pop to me. It sounds blistering and it sounds punk rock and it sounds exciting and dangerous and concise yeah well of course the intro why do they always send the poor and that's repeated again throughout the song as well referring to why do we always send it can be interpreted as of course the innocent or of course the poor literally to war to enroll into the military go to fight for battles that politicians make that's always been a common message from system of a down why are people that don't decide to to make yeah. decisions to battle, the ones that aren't going to battle or sending other folks in their stead, of course. And who are you to yep. direct the affairs of... Yeah, it's definitely an anti-war, anti-government, anti-fascism, anti-being told what to do. We should talk about the point. It goes back and forth, right? Between yes. the party part and the like craziest... Like, even in the video, you've got... They go back and it's basically like a fascist rally. Like they're very blatant with the red and black imagery, this the certain symbols, stars and crosses and weird different imagery. They go back and forth between that and just a party, kind of like a normal looking ignorant to what's going on inside of things. To the point of it, yes. People they hate war if you ask them. They and the people that are in the war hate war the whole time but you know to the common person who might you know may be able to change something maybe not but you know we're just even the the people who make war and the people who are uninvolved are just partying 
while meanwhile this other stuff's going on. And it's just back and forth of of the highs and extremes of of obey of fascism and then the freedom yep. of partying where you can do whatever you want. I mean, they're showing how you're on the hook basically. It's that cycle of you think you're free, you think you're partying, but it goes back and forth and round and round and yeah. you think there's order, you think that there's protection, but then it then that becomes fascism and then you think there's whatever and it's a cycle it's all a cycle and the double meaning to everybody's going to the party have a real good time dancing in the desert blowing, blowing up the yeah, sunshine I see there you go and it's <laughs> people bombing the middle east or bombing wherever yeah different you know bigger countries bombing smaller countries to keep them in check or to keep resources or land or or governments you know in check or doing what they want them to do or to intimidate them whatever it is it's always about something that has nothing to do maybe the party people are good you know what's wrong with that right i mean you should be able to be you got to fight for your right to party party. is what i'm telling you perhaps it's you know they're saying that those people are ignorant but you know garden of eden type you know we want to be ignorant and free and have no if if there were no troubles in the world you know you would be just partying and free but you got to juxtapose it with the hard cold boots on the ground marching reality although it's not reality cuz all of the whatever soldier like creepy soldier guys yeah. they're all wearing like vr helmets Yep. And they say like different Faceless. things on them and they're hypnotizing, yep. they're mesmerizing, they're hypnotizing, they're philosophizing, they're theorizing. But where the fuck are they're you? They're hypothesizing. Mm-hmm. I want hy- I want mesmerize, hypnotize, and then hypothesize is like the demos, mm-hmm. like hypothetical ones that, yeah. that didn't make it. And then strategize where it's like the remixes. Ooh, that'd be cool. Jazzercise where it's like Jazzercise. the you know, the re the re remixes where <laughs> yeah. they get like a quartet to <laughs> terrorize i bet there's already a metal album called terrorize probably or a, a band or several we do have nice solid vocals here we have a nice screaming kind of bridge yeah. here uh towards the end from darren that ends up kind of closing yes. out the whole piece and that's a good use of darren because they yeah. both do something different that's the thing put them both on there but have them do two different things. They Some of these tracks, they put them both, and they're just both singing lead. Like, right. this is great because he comes out of nowhere. He does the, like, bridge, the alternate part. Like, that's how you do it. Exactly. You get him you get him to do two different things. So what do you grade this song? Well, let's let it rip here with oh, the well, B-Y-B. Good. Okay. Rip them. Right. Let's rip them. I got it playing in my head all day, so. These folks have it playing in their head all day in the future after we play this. <laughs> I heard this on the radio the other day twice, twice in the same week. Really? And it still slays. There. It's on the local, you know, metal alternative. You know, they play like Five Finger Death Punch and it's that style. So it's not like it was on the mainstream channel, but it's like th- the mainstream metal channel still plays this 20 years later. So here we go. BYOB 20. Has it been that long? Not quite. Mm, yeah. 17. Almost. Yeah. Here we go. BYOB Go to system song. If you're Ooh. trying to remind someone about system, how did they sound? What did they sound like? What kind of stuff did they do? What kind of riffs did they do? Play them BYOB. This is, it's emblematic. It's, is their sound? It is their song. Even maybe more than Chop Suey. Well, time will tell. Obviously, Chop Suey was their, like, standout among standout. Like, if you know one song, this is the one you know. Honestly, this is, this song might beat, out chop suey 
four system of a down spot in the metal all time metal time capsule. Mm. Aerials this chop suey maybe one or two more would be in the running. In the it's in the running, yeah. and it might still be chop suey, but. Just, I feel like there's a whole generation of people that this is the song. Like this is just as good, if not bigger, to them than Chop Suey. Agreed. Whoever didn't grow up with Toxicity, anyone after that, looking back on it, I think this might be the one. Yeah, I agree with you. Both vocalists again. We've got real writing in the lyrics. We always like yeah writing, real words when they write lyrics. Yeah, no system doesn't usually have a problem with that. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's terrific. The different parts, the way they use the different voices, the different, it's just a juxtaposition, but it works. It's like the title track from Toxicity where it's just got those two different sections. Very Beatlesque. Very, the Beatles are famous for John would write half a song. Paul would write half a song, smash them together. That's the song. Figure out transitions in the middle. That's the real art is how they band-aid them together and make it into a full piece of music. And this song the title track from Toxicity, a few more really feel that way. They really feel like a Beatles kind of composition like that. And obviously, I mean, you know that comes from Serge and Darren together, not Darren show, do whatever you want. It's obviously the two together cooperating on these kinds of ones. I mean, there's no other way that this could have could have been that has to have been the two the two boys two front guys the two front together. Right. right yeah. Taking up the, the space there. They yeah. got in trouble for this song. Uh, yeah. They played it live on SNL. SNL made them promise not to do the expletive outro. And how many times did they end up dropping that word? Set more than once. Uh, There's uh, quite a few. A few. If you look at the lyric sheet, there are several. It's quite the outro. I'm sure they told them like, "Hey, just cut the outro. Just don't do it, and just end the song." And they're like, "Okay." But what? I think they got banned from. They definitely got banned from SNL, if yeah. not like network TV. There, yeah. So they were going to put them on five. I remember watching this performance. Actually, so you saw it live. Yes, they were going to put them on a, a five second delay, and they managed to catch some of them. But yeah, some got out, and then at the very end. He definitely got out of fuck yeah, the the very last one. So yeah, they got uh, blacklisted from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's they told them don't do it. They did it anyway. That's how punk rock is. It reminds me. There's a quick story of Green Day. They were on a Australian TV show and they were being interviewed. They went and stole me- instruments from the house band and played like their most obscene <laughs> song. Like they weren't supposed to play. Yeah, they were just supposed to answer questions. But they got banned from Australian TV. Period for life. <laughs> so I just there's a few of these little incidents. If your band doesn't have a, a system of a down getting banned from SNL for saying the F word or a Green Day getting banned from Australian TV for stealing instruments yeah. and playing a song that was unrehearsed. It's cool when bands can do that. There's a lot of stories of Nirvana like that where they mess with like they're on some big show and they do something goofy or they do some play the wrong song or I love it when bands can be can just play with that aspect of culture and be on the big stage but be that rebellious like here take the mic you're the big star don't don't drop it and then like oh i'm totally gonna ruin this (laughs) on purpose i can appreciate that just from a upheaval perspective just craziness (laughs) yeah yeah and again this time almost 20 years ago i think it's standard to have a little bit of 
delay now on live television because of a number of events like that. Well, yeah. We don't get it just live anymore. Uh, but yeah, it was. They must not have been able to time. dump them. Yeah, I mean, they should have had a, a delay or a dump button, but, I, you know, because SNL's not live, live. Although there have been a few incidents, even just on SNL over the years, right? Right. They've done something X rated or someone did something completely unexpected that they didn't rehearse or. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when live was live. There was a time no when delay. live was live. <laughs> and then there is, yeah, there's. Who knows anymore? I'm. Sh- you'd think even at the time they must have ran it live. It must have only played once. Like you know, obviously that because yeah. they, they can cut it after the fact. Right. But why even let it play live? It must have been better than just dumping to like a blue screen or something. I guess they must so. have been like he said it. We'll pay the fine, but yeah. whatever. Rut row. I don't know, man. <laughs> you'd think they would have more control than that to to not. <laughs> Well, I've got precautions in place now. You will not catch a F-bomb or anything like that or a Jan and Jackson or anything like but that But that's the anymore. thing, and we'll talk about this more on the obscenely titled track coming up later, but you can dial anything up at any time. There's things right. that are hidden and there's things that are... It's just so crazy what our culture decides is obscene because anything can be seen at any time and it's like, it's context. It's all context. It's obscene when it's convenient for it to be obscene and it's entertainment when it's convenient for them to say that it's entertainment. Well, it's at the exact time we decided things can't be live anymore. It's at the same time everything else, you mm-hmm. it, you had the accessibility to now look anything up. It happened like at the same time. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so... Well, now it's all recorded. Yeah, so it took kind of took that aspect out of it. So that's kind of where we're at now. But yeah, the song was uh, highly successful. Obviously, a great single release for this. Obviously, the music video came out as well. They were able to perform at several award shows. I believe this one. Oh, they allowed them. Yes. After Lorne Michaels blacklisted them for. Yeah, I'm not sure where exactly. Obscenity. Yeah. His obscene comedy program. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly where this slated in as far as performances, you know, where the Before Saturday Night Live. Before after the, the F-bomb. Yeah, oh, yeah. Who um, knows? They had a, a few awful performances towards the end there, like bad on a word show. It was, it's intentional. Oh. Like just, yeah, just to cause some upheaval. Like we're here, we will perform. They had some not, not great showings. I'm sure there were shows where they just didn't care. Where they right. were just, they knew the audience was messed up enough and they were messed up enough that it was just like, you know, we're just going to get out there. And they weren't thinking like, this needs to be perfect for YouTube 20 years later. Yeah. So it was the 48th Grammy Awards in 2006 for the BYOB. And I believe their live performance of the song there was pretty garbage, if I remember. There was, it's hit or miss. There's eras. I'm sure it's like year by year where it's like, oh, they were good that year. They were sloppy that year. They were tight that year. Well, and they might have been. Again, it didn't come out to over a decade later how difficult the uh, circumstances were there, but it's possible that they were about ready to, to break up at that point. But thank so. God we got an S-tier song out of the boys. Easy S. Easy S. No way I would leave this off. Easy slammer here, baby. Double. Easy S. Very easy. Emblematic song. Iconic song. You think system, you think this song. Yes. So you now have Sugar, Suggestions, War, Snowblind, Shame, the Metro, Prison Song, Chop Suey, Bounce, Forest, 
Toxicity and this track here, BYO Baloney. So do I only have one left or two left? Well, let me do a quick count. Do a quick count. Can he count to 12? Ladies 12, yeah. Gentlemen. And my list currently stands at 12. Sweet Pea Sugar, Prison Song, Chop Suey, Deer Dance, Toxicity, I Science. about Deer Dance. <laughs> Mr. Jack in BYOB. So nine. So Michael's got a few left in the chamber, folks. I'm excited. Mesmerize is awesome. I love reliving this era it's cool how different even these five albums how much culture changed how much technology even getting music and how we consumed like the music itself yeah it's crazy how even these five little time periods of system of a down it changed so much it's like a time capsule but even in and of itself it's like a a full arc of how we we grew up but how the culture really changed too yeah certainly a place in in time for us great looking back on these two discs and where they stood as we start to transition to to more streaming and stuff and just where they were at this point in time in the mid 2000s here the changing of music and how we acquired and viewed these kind of things we'll talk to you soon guys we love you goodbye